This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pistol. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. Eller for the draw, and as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert mirage. It's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. And that was the voice of John Walton, the radio announcer for the Capitals, as the Capitals have won their first Stanley Cup. The shot heard around the world. Which is quite amazing, because... You know what's an interesting statistic? Hmm. The Capitals uh, in men team sports have the most blown three one series series uh, series five five series they've blown three to one. They blew a three one lead, <laughs> and they didn't this time. This is almost a miracle. But congratulations to the Washington Capitals. We'll get into them a little bit. I'm Rick. I am Feds, and once again, welcome back to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast, recording on a sunny Friday, June 8th, live from our lovely studios in the friendly confines of New Hope, Pennsylvania. And a little noisy today. Yeah, unfortunately, I think one of the neighbors here is doing a little bit of construction, but uh, you hear a little grinding in the background. That's that's it. It's not our, it's not our mics. It's not... Anything like that. It's not just, anything weird. Not anything weird. Just some guy drilling holes in a wall. <laughs> How have you been doing, right? Good, man. I just got back from a trip from Vermont. Yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, dude. Went, went to... Uh, Vermont has awesome beers. I brought back so much beer. Vermont has so many beers. Thank God I brought my cooler. Yeah, I was going to say, your fridge looked pretty stacked. Yeah. It looked about just as full as the Patriots Super Bowl trophy case. That that was like, that's probably the most like, that's the most expensive fridge I've ever had. Just just in beer. Put it up on eBay. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, it was fun. We uh, we did some uh, ATVing. Uh, my, my partner got into a little bit of a crash, so my, my ribs are a little sore right now. But, but I'm fine. I'm fine. We shot some guns, uh, we drank some beer, and we went out partying. It was it was a fun, uh, it was a bachelor trip for our, our buddy Anthony Olson. Congrats on uh, Congrats almost, Olson. Getting, almost getting there, almost getting married. But it was fun overall. It was a great time. A lot of people I haven't seen in a while on that trip, so it was, that was good. It was fun hanging out with them, celebrating, drinking some beers, partying, swing cigars, all, all the fun stuff with... Uh, bachelor parties how about you man i uh i heard you uh have uh, acquired something new yes i did i have not done anything over the past two weeks well baltimore was fun when we went went to camden yard and stuff out of fun trip with a girlfriend for our two-year anniversary but that acquisition is a 2018 black ford escape beautiful the wentz wagon <laughs> I, I had to go there yeah of course you did. um so happy to finally have a car back in my arms um you know it was a little under bit, your name uh under my name I, in my arms i guess kind of too because i do in drive it yeah so it's good to have a car back in my life after i was borrowing my parents for a little bit after some unfortunate circumstances a few months ago but it is amazing, and it feels great, and I love it so very much, but I have a grand total of three cents in my bank account. Jesus, man. That's rough. It's okay, because, uh, you know, all the checks we'll be getting, all the extracurricular stuff for school is coming in at the end of the uh, 
So be able to pay rent and buy food? Yes. Okay. Well, at least you have that going for you. Yep. And, you know, a couple summer jobs I've got lined up, so we'll be okay. Yeah, man. Well, congrats on that. Survive uh, in advance. Yeah. Just uh, stay safe on the roads there. Mm-hmm. But let's hop back in to the NHL where the Great Eight has finally hoisted the cup. Finally. It was After a- 13 years, I believe it is? Yes. 13 years. It was emotional watching him lift the stand. Dude, honestly, in in a way, like, I'm not like a... I I, I think Ovi is a great, like, great player. I think uh, I'm not that big of a fan, probably just because of the bias that... Me there, the division rival. He's hurt the Devils so much. But, I mean, in a way, it was so good having him see him hoist the cup for the first time. And you know what's also an interesting stat I, I found out? What? When Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin meet in the playoffs, every single time they've met... The winner's gone on to win the Stanley Cup. Yes. I, I read that today, and that's so, so bizarre, but so awesome at the yeah, same time. Yeah, because it makes sense when you look at every single time Pittsburgh goes, it's through Washington. And now, I think it's nice, especially as a Crosby hater that it is on the other side. So it was great for Ovi to see that. Ovi also won the Conn Smythe. And the the most refreshing thing about it is he has probably some of the best emotion in the game. It was watching it was him awesome. on the bench after some of those goals and everything. The best reaction that I will give Ovechkin throughout the Stanley Cups was after the save. Yeah. No, Just seeing him on the bench, he started praying to, I think, about 20 different gods at the same time. Yeah, right. It was, you know, a, thank you, Mother Russia. <laughs> thank you, Putin. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, it, it was just so great to see. Um, I, and 44 years in the making. For the, for the Washington Capitals. When was the last time Washington celebrated... A championship? Any championship. Let's see if you know. Uh, be the Washington Redskins. Correct. I, I don't know the years. 1991. Yeah. Was their last championship. Joe Gibbs. Yep. Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs was in attendance at some of the games. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. That, Wasn't Bryce Harper there too? Or some one of the Nationals was there. Oh, Bryce Harper was there supporting the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, but he's from there, so yeah. that that makes sense. Also, I mean, in, in Game Two, speaking of NASCAR, because uh, of. Uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, Kurt Busch was the was game two. You know how like they do the intro for the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, the game... long drawn out like ten minute Broadway skit, and then they'll like invite you like a celebrity or like some sort of fan to uh, wind the horn to yeah. get everyone pumped up before games. Kurt Busch was the guy to wind the horn in game two, so I thought that was pretty cool. One of the local boys from uh, Las Vegas wind the horn there. Yeah, and they had Imagine Dragons did a concert before it started. They played like a song or two on the ice. Yeah, Imagine Dragons. Lil John did a pregame or a pre-performance in game one. But I will say about this series, it wasn't that great. The, no. the greatest game was the last game because that was the most even. Game one. Game one. See, even in game one, I thought Washington was the more dominant. They just didn't come out on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Vegas uh, was able to capitalize on their opportunities. And in game two, you had the save. You had the save. There there were great moments, but overall, I mean, the Capitals blew them out a couple three times. Three and four weren't close. No, the Capitals blew them out a couple times. I remember watching three last week, and even at times if it was only like one nothing, or I think it was 0-0 after the first, you still knew that – Washington was comfortably in control because they were just generating so many chances. And then what the other game was like six two. Yeah. Game exactly. four. Yeah. But the difference there is Washington actually got the wins they needed to at home. Which they hadn't done in any of these playoff series. That is true. I I'll, yeah, that is true. But I mean a difference of like I mean, game one it was six four Golden Knights. It kinda looked like the Golden Knights are about to run away from it a little bit. Even though, in my opinion, Capitals dominated that game. They just didn't finish on all their, uh, all their wins. Game two was close, but the Capitals dominated that. Mm-hmm. Game three, 3-1. Three Washington. Washington dominated. Game, game four, four was a Washington. blowout. Yeah. Complete blowout, 6-2. And then this game was the best game. And that is awesome that at least the last game was the best game because I'm sure that 
excuse me, I'm sure most of the publicity was on this game. Especially so it was a great ending. with Washington about to do it. And there were so many fans saying, I want Washington to lose Game 5 so they go back and win it that in is, Washington in Game 6. That but is that the most, is the what? fucking That's, dumbest thing especially with the Capitals ever record. heard. Especially with the Capitals' record. They are specialists in blowing 3-1 leads. Forget exactly. about the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can't, you can't do that with the Capitals, man. Yeah. If they, if they go out, if they lose Game 5, it's wide open. Again, and speaking much. of going out, some people saying, well, I think Washington wants to lose so they can win in Washington. You're in motherfucking Las Vegas. Yeah, right? They are the first sports team to win a championship in Vegas. And boy, did they celebrate. Uh, they went out after the game. Um, the great celebration happened at MGM Graham's um, Hawkinson nightclub where Ovechkin and the rest of the team walked in with the Stanley Cup, went into the club, and then Ovechkin took the Stanley Cup and finagled his way up to the DJing booth, where none other than world-famous, legendary, former number one DJ of the world, Tiesto, was DJing. And during Tiesto's opening is, is song... Is Tiesto Russian? Dutch. Dutch. Um, Same thing. Yeah. Not really. Um, t- Tiesto plays his opening song, and Ovechkin walks out with the Stanley Cup, and they're in the first song. Ovechkin and Tiesto held up the Stanley Cup together. That's, I don't know, like, that. that's kind of, like, awesome. But if there's any Vegas Golden Knights fans there, that's kind of also a slap in the face. So you think about it? Well, then what happened was they took it to the VIP, where a video surfaced of Ovechkin pouring a very large bottle of champagne into the Stanley Cup. I mean, what else are you going to do with it. that? Yeah. And then he left early, but a lot of members of the team stayed out till 4 a.m. And even to the part where Tiesto played till like 3 a.m. And this random DJ came on and he goes, yo, if you're still out here tonight and you're celebrating the caps, let me get a hell yeah <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah. In arguably well, Vegas's biggest club at uh, Hawkinson. Yeah, that, that's true. But also I, I think I noticed about the crowd. There was a ton of caps fans there. Oh, yeah. I was surprised watching the video of Ovechkin skating around with a cup about how many people there were Yo, there. Did you from Washington? Did you see? Did you see the girl when they were skating around? No, you didn't see this. No, the girl pulled out her boobs. Oh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, it's not saying in Vegas; it's all over social media. <laughs> ah, but no, like the team was following him. I forget. I forget who who pointed out. It was the second guy behind Ovechkin. But Ovechkin's skating around with the cup above his head, and one of them just points and goes like, "Yo!" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and literally, not not even joking, girl in this, she's hot girl in a white, like plain white dress, tits out, pushed against the glass. Look it up; it's awesome. Oh boy, she she is hot. Ah, so so uh, what's it? Herpes is the only thing that comes back from Vegas as well. It's not just herpes, it might be boobs. Um, speaking of Vegas, you gotta give a shout out to the Golden Knights, man. Expansion team, division champions, Western Conference champions, making it to the Stanley Cup final through a loaded West, but Lady Luck ran out. Um, but still, that was a great run for them. Yeah, I mean, at the end, they definitely showed some flaws there. Um, yeah. But it was, like, that's, that's, inc- that's incredible. And, I mean, I joked about it before. With them being like the St. Louis Blues and they were gonna lose this, um, I did. I did predict wrongly though. I thought, I thought if uh, Tampa Bay was gonna get in, they were gonna win. But if Washington got in, they were gonna lose to Vegas. I did predict that wrong, so I'm sorry, Washington. Whatever, it doesn't even matter at this point. We're gonna but, do an apology letter to the Jets yeah, right. Again? Yeah, let me let me write the fucking president an apology letter. But uh, they. Uh, I forgot what I was fucking about to say. Shit. Well, that's not the first time. Oh, apologizing to Capitals fans for saying they weren't going to win against uh, Vegas. Yeah, right? But, I don't know. Next point. I I fucked up. It's okay. Put put on the wah, 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 wah soundtrack right here. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. I got you back. Here's a picture, but it's blurred out. Uh-huh. Anyway, and you see the one guy's just like, oh, look. Yeah, right. He's boobies. pointing out. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we'll throw that up on the Twitter for yeah. you. Um, so another great NHL season comes to a close. They'll be back in October. I was looking at ESPN's way too early oh. power rankings, and the Devils are ranked 11th. 
Ooh, that's interesting. But I actually just remember what I was about to say about uh, Vegas. Go. Uh, comparing them to the St. Louis Blues, the only two teams uh, ever in any any of the four major sports in America for an expansion team to make it to the finals and lose. Vegas was way better, had a way better record than what St. Louis did back in the day. They were oh, yeah, way Vegas, better. Vegas won their division. Yeah, but the only problem right now, uh, they have so many – free agents right now Vegas yeah so it's almost like they need to rebuild but then they also have a lot of cap space my friend that they do so I think William Carlson is going to get a nice payday Mm. Uh, but that's also kind of risky he might buy your very very expensive refrigerator with that money yeah no that's not for sale that's that's priceless right there (laughs) but uh (laughs) maybe not in Vermont but I don't know but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, not not Vermont beer. I don't I don't get up there too often. I get up there a couple times a year. Yeah. So I guess that may be often for some people, not for me. Well, I I've never there, I've uh, never uh, done a bun, uh, beer run like this. But anyway, back to Vegas. They are they are in such good shape, and like I said before, they needed this to keep a fan base. Even even when they are losing the Stanley Cup Finals, they made it to the finals. They need this for their fan base. And people they're are even it. saying that like Vegas was just happy that they have a team to root for. Yeah, they're I mean, like yeah, we lost in the Stanley Cup, but we have a team now. Yeah, which and a, a successful lot of people, one. A lot of people didn't think was going to be successful, but it was successful. They've done an amazing job. I really want to go to T-Mobile Arena for a hockey game, for some sort of sporting event, even a concert, because that just sounds like an yeah. awesome place. Like, Vegas is... Go see them play the Devils. Yeah, I'd like to. But uh, Vegas is so set right now. Like, it's so awesome for them. Here but, come the Raiders. Yeah, that's what I was going to say before. They need this. But if if the Raiders are good when they come to Vegas, that may be a problem for them. Yeah. But to hold them over, they have a good hockey team in, instead. Yeah, definitely. So, Cheers to Vegas, and once again, Washington, congratulations. Enjoy your parade. Question, hot take, bigger parade for celebrating their first championship. Philadelphia with the Eagles winning their first Super Bowl or the Capitals winning their first Stanley Cup? Because the Washington mayor said it's going to be huge. Dole, did you see the streets when they were were, uh, playing last night? They were packed. Yeah. So it could be pretty huge. I mean, the Capitals are in the same boat as the Eagles, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I forget how Some many things years. generations have been waiting for. Yeah, and even though the Eagles wait was fifty eight years. Okay, so forty four. Fourteen more years. I mean, what's that in retrospective? That's that's yeah. nothing. No, that's still a long ass time. Forty four years waiting for your first, not just one, your first. Exactly. And, Everyone remembers their first. So, also another fun fact, Alex Ovechkin, first Russian captain to lead a team to the Stanley Cup. Hmm. So, good for him. But let's uh, let's jump into the the great sport of NBA. Uh, It's all over. Uh, Pretty much. I am confident by the time that this episode is uploaded, the NBA Finals will be over. The champagne will be poured out in the Golden State locker room. And I think that tonight, by the time Game 4 ends, we will be watching LeBron's last game in Cleveland. It's looking more and more like that. I know for weeks I've been saying it's it doesn't look like that. But it is looking more and more like that. But I think he's... So first off, let's get this out off the air, the elephant in the room right now, because we haven't recorded since the start of the finals. J.R. Smith. Yeah, right. Jersey born and raised. Can't, from Lakewood, New Jersey. Can't read a clock and can't memorize the score. Too much Henny. What the <laughs> There's a funny video of Jr. dribbling out the ball and LeBron like reaching and like looking for him and Tyron Lue looking and it's him running off screen into the liquor store. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Man. Um, yeah, that was... But let me say this. That set the tone for... Cleveland. That never happens if George Hill hits his damn free throw. That is true. I, I And a lot of people, especially the pro Cleveland people, will say that also doesn't happen if the charge on LeBron wasn't reversed to yeah. a block. Yeah, game one was definitely so 
had so many controversies right in like the last calls. two minutes. Yep, three missing calls. At, le- at least in the last two minutes, it was so controversial. But, I mean, how how do you not realize the situation? That you're, you're a in? professional athlete. Yeah, right? How do you not realize the situation that you're I'm in? I'm sitting in gym class today playing this game QV54. I'll be talking about there in the final drive, and I'm keeping track of the score like I'm a mathematician wizard. Yet alone, I'm in game one of the NBA Finals, and like, oh, what's the score? I'm just picturing J.R. Smith after, like, every game is just, like, continuously running down the court. It's just like, oh, is it over? Yeah. They're like, oh, did we win by 20? Oh, did we lose by five? What happened? He was trying to pull the idea that he knew it was tied, but then he, he kind of was like, oh, I don't really know what I was thinking. He... I think they said they could catch on camera him, even though the cameras faced the wrong way, him making out saying, I thought we were up. And LeBron with the classic face of him, like, holding out his arms. It's been turned into a meme 50 times over. More than 50. My, uh, did you see Infinity War yet? Nope. Uh, all right, I'm not going to say it. I'm probably not going to see it unless I download it on my computer. Or, um, but, or it comes out on uh, fucking Blu-ray. Which is very soon, so I'll tell you then. Uh, it was just um, a funny tweet our friend uh, Jeff had put out there about that um, picture. But, yeah, dude, it's LeBron scores 50 and they still lose. And that, that, tells, even, me, that tells me even more. Even more. People that argue this are dumb as hell. He is the greatest NBA player of all time. I like we're saving it for another day. I uh, no, because I'm still Team Jordan. I, that's fine. I'm still we, Team. Jordan. We can have this debate right now. Who who else has has carried so many teams? Jordan has never really had to carry. He's been with players. Kevin Love the, isn't a two. He's a three. He's a number three guy, and he doesn't have a number two. His number two left to be a number one in Boston, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's showing that is it's working out for Kyrie, even though he got injured. Like that's that's something that you can't really avoid there. Mm-hmm. LeBron James has been to eight straight finals. Yes, he hasn't won them, but part of the reason why he hasn't won every single final he's been in is because he's had to carry these teams. Wade, Wade Bosch with the Heat. That was losing the, to losing to the Mavericks, losing to the Spurs. Yeah, I I agree. Well, Spurs Spurs was a special team. They were they were so dynamically sound. I like I don't that's not that's not like a good excuse. Like I I mean that that was a good team versus a good team. I mean Jordan lost. Jordan oh, yeah. lost. Jordan lost for a while and people do bring up the argument just cuz I will acknowledge the other side. Um he didn't win till Scottie Pippen got drafted. Exactly. But my argument is did Jordan ever leave and bail on the project to go win somewhere else and then come back? Yeah, baseball. He had already won three, though. He bailed he on three the for three. He could have won ten. He only missed a year, though. I, well, that year he missed cost him because he didn't look good when he first came back. If oh. he stayed consistent, <laughs> I thought you were about to say he looked bad at baseball. I was like, did you see Space Jam? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah, he he missed like one year. He missed like what was it? I thought it was like a year and a half. I forget. Yeah, that was like a year and a half, and he came back in like May. Yeah, to help when when, when, when like when help first war forty five. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Isaiah Thomas was like, uh, he's not the same when he wears forty five. In the next game, he wore twenty three again, and he went off. And he fucking went off. But uh, yeah, I mean, I will definitely put LeBron in the top two. I still want to see how his career but finishes. But Jordan's out. never had to carry a team. Which he's is, had he's had players around him. Which is true. I will give you that. And I th- I think that's. As, I will, an, as I an individual will acknowledge player, that argument. not a, not a team player. He's he isn't the best team player, but also at the same time, he has like great teams. As a team player, he he's not the, the best. The fact that he's gotten this Cleveland team to this point is remarkable. Yeah, a miracle almost that he's taken them this far. But again, fifty-five points and a loss. Yeah, it's why it's over. Even game three, yeah, KD went off. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were like 6 for 23 from three points. It's not going to happen again. One of them just needs to go off and you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. One of them needs to go off or like Draymond Green plays like great defense. Mm-hmm. Like amazing defense. It's, so there's a 1-2-3 the there. The Warriors are just so stacked. Yeah. And I was reading an interesting article 
about the Warriors' third quarter. It's like an omen. They said, like, other players in the NBA go into the locker room like, all right, here comes the third quarter. Yeah. And I'm, Steph Curry believes it's just that they're so deep and teams come out so hard against them that by the half they're like, okay, we're exhausted. No, it, it is showing that, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers are so tired when it comes out to the second half. Every single game they've looked tired. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is that is showing. That is kind of And it's true. like you look at every record that the Warriors set for, like, most points in a quarter in franchise history, third quarter. Klay Thompson when he scored, like, 20-something points in a quarter, third quarter. Like, all of these scoring records that this arguably best offense ever has put up have all happened in the third quarter. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I also agree it's it's over for— It is all over. I mean, I, it wouldn't be shocking for me if it goes to game five— because I will say this, if this is indeed LeBron's last game in Cleveland, you know for a fact he is going to go out with a bang. Because he probably might know that too. Because he's already kind of talking about the fact that he's like, in order to beat the Warriors, you need to have a team with great basketball IQ. Because you can't make mistakes and you need special individuals to do it. I agree. Give me one special individual on Cleveland right now other than LeBron. Who can, who's like like truly a special player? Yeah, yeah, I mean you can't. So, I I think that that's kind of preluding towards. They're like on Cleveland. There's all these all these members on the team, all these players on the team that play a quote unquote special part, but they can't adjust from that special part. Yes, but and also Cleveland kind of armed themselves for in case this did happen by getting Larry Nance Jr., getting George Hill. Like, I will, I will, another thing about LeBron, he's never he he's been on two different teams with the same team this year, which is pretty. This crazy. is this team is just like the team when they got swept by the Spurs when he first went to the finals. Yeah, it's it's him and, or nothing. It's him. ISO he either goes to the hoop and scores or he passes it off. Mm-hmm. And you know, looks for the double and passes it off, and that's their sole offense. Yeah. Um. But it, it's over. I mean, I would like to see it go five to at least make it interesting. Because it's tonight. It goes the way it does. You know, thankfully we have the World Cup, but in America we'll be talking about baseball till August. I like baseball. I like baseball too, but it's nice having multiple things to talk about. That is true. That is true. We'll find other things to talk about. Uh. So. Who is going to be the MVP of this NBA Finals right now? I was going uh, to say it's Ste- going to be. I was going to say Steph, but then Steph's poor Game Three and Durant going off again. It's going to be. It's going to be. Re- it's going to be a repeat. It's one hundred percent going to be a repeat. I mean, and rightfully so, because I mean, Kevin Durant is the number two player in the league right now. One hundred percent. So some I, some would argue number one, but LeBron has reestablished himself as the best player no, right. in the league, undoubtedly, because there were the arguments. But I don't think after the season you can, especially these playoffs, you he can argue. Slow, he had a slow part of the season. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, you LeBron, can't argue it. Yeah, everyone goes through their little year. slumps. Yeah, can't can't argue it after this year. Uh, according to Stephen A, LeBron has interests in meeting with Cleveland, Golden State, the Sixers. Houston, the Lakers, and Boston. God help us all if he goes to Golden State. That if if he goes to Golden State, the the NBA is over. There, there's no, there's like the only part of the NBA that's going to be useful is the finals. Yeah, like I, that'd be literally the only thing I would want to it's watch. It's almost like the NBA. If that was going to happen, would have to step in like they did when the New Orleans Hornets tried executing the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers, and the NBA yeah. said no because of how unfair it was going to make the Lakers, and they ended up going to the Clippers instead. Yeah, I mean, if if that were to even happen, like I I I would say the NBA needs to step in and be like, all right, guys, pump the brakes. We can't do this. Yeah, like, you breaks. have to go somewhere else, LeBron. You can't. You can either stay in Cleveland or go somewhere else. The only place that's off for you is Golden State. I mean, if he goes to Houston, Houston makes a lot of sense in a way. It does. Because uh, he has a lot of friends there. But but part of me thinks if he if if he's going somewhere else, it's going to be in the Eastern Conference. Because I, I, he has to stay away from Golden State to get into the finals. Boston would he's be— He's not going to go to the Lakers. He's not going to go to the Lakers. He's not going so. to the Lakers. But, I mean, there is interest there just because it's L.A., but I don't think he's going to the Lakers. I think his greatest shots are Cleveland and Houston. 
Yeah. Philly Phil- right now is not the place to be with the whole Colangelo burner accounts and who knows what's going to I mean, happen that, that, there. That, like, that's like, I feel like that's nothing at this point because they, they, they found the source pretty much. So yeah. they're like, okay, we can fix it from here. That's not going to be a big problem. My problem is like <laughs> going, going, going with the saying, trust the process. Is LeBron James part of the process? No. Uh, LeBron James will bring you to the finals. But is he part of the process? Like no. that, it it doesn't for me. That doesn't fit in there. That is not a part of the process. And so that it, that I mean, he would be successful there. But in a way, I feel like that would damage the development of their players that they have there right now. Because they have so many young superstars, and then the the spotlight just goes to LeBron. I, I will say, if if he does go there, we're gonna see LeBron not as productive because there are other other people there that will be productive. Mm-hmm. But. It will also hinder because he's going to go off in certain games where he's going to score, like, 40-some points, 50 points. And it's going to hinder them. So I don't think Houston – or, I'm sorry, Philly is going to be the place. Boston would be very interesting. To see a re uh, – Yeah, if, like, him and Kyrie – Back together again. Kyrie's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, is Kyrie all shit? Because it doesn't seem like there's, like, a big animosity there. But I've, the animosity – like, I feel like that's – but that's why Kyrie left – to be the number one. That is, yes, that is and true. And he would go back to being the number two. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how how politically high up Kyrie is with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So, that, if he goes to Boston, I mean, that would be, that would be a super team right there. Boston Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> in the finals every year. Yeah, so, and Houston, Houston would be interesting. The dynamic between uh, LeBron James and Harden. I've, just between those two, dude, very eat, interesting. Imagine that locker room, <laughs> like very selfish. Yeah. I feel like that would be so selfish. Although, it would be kind of fun to see that, but I don't, I don't see him going there. That's why I'm thinking, for me, the most likely spot he's going to end up is back in Cleveland. Because one, he has so much political power there. Oh my god, he has so much political power there. Two, uh, he. He is. He owns the team. He, he owns, owns the city. He might as well buy the team. He after might as the well season. own the state. He yeah. He runs the economy, so he know like he knows he's go one probably gonna get paid. Maybe not as much as some of these other places, but he's gonna he's still gonna get paid there. And he'll persuade them to bring people in to help him. Well, that's what we thought last last year, and they did bring in people, but they just didn't mesh well with LeBron. Now if. Now, if LeBron stays in Cleveland and they bring like someone like Paul George mm. to Cleveland, yeah, that would be good. I and think. the Russell Westbrook effect will kick in of the player leaving Oklahoma City and then immediately going back to going back off, like what happened to Oladipo and yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I heard this. I heard this on the uh, radio the other day. Because uh, I think Kevin Durant's contract's up, I believe. Yeah, but he's already admitted he's coming back. Yeah, uh, and someone brought the like the fact of like trying to compare Kevin Durant going back to Oklahoma City, like LeBron going back to Cleveland. It's such a different dynamic. <laughs> oh there. They, yes, that's like a hatred that won't ever die in Oklahoma City. Never cupcake, <laughs> cupcake forever. Yeah, but I think that's like way overplayed. He, I think he did the right thing there, even though people don't think so. I mean, he's winning championships. And he's and about MVPs. to win another one in a yeah. few hours. Yeah. So. But uh, if not within the next five, six hours, seven hours, within the next 48 to, you know, a few days. Mm-hmm. So that's some stuff with the NBA. Again, you can reach out to us at wideopen underscore sports on Twitter as well as the Wide Open Sportscast, SoundCloud, and subscribe on the iTunes so you can listen to the show right on your phone. Yes, sir. This next topic is hard. Hard for you? A little bit. What is that? Because the Bird Gang was disinvited from the White House. Well, not many of them wanted to show up. Yeah, it was like like Nikki Six and maybe a few others. And you know what else just kind of came out? What? Uh, Trump isn't inviting the, the NBA, NBA champion. Yeah, I saw that either. So. Is the tradition over? He's making it seem like it's pretty much over. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Do you think Washington? They're in Washington. They're already there. And uh, the, the, the I don't know. Does, does Trump want a Russian spy in his White House? I mean, he's Alexander best friends with Putin, apparently. So yeah. So maybe. Did you see the? Yeah, I'm sure you see the, the Sports, Sports Center, Center commercial. The yep. Sports Center tweeted that um that commercial, and it said mission Excuse accomplished. Me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a funny one. But, yeah. But. Um, yeah, so the Eagles were disinvited, and not a lot of them were going to go. Um, Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long had spoken out about the ups, how upset they were with the NFL's new national anthem policy, and when Trump heard about the number of people coming and the protests in the NFL's new policy, he just said, well, don't bother showing up. And it has been an attack on the Eagles over the past few weeks by our president, not a few weeks, few days by our president. Um, Fox News actually got themselves into some heat because they put a graphic up saying, uh, you know, about the Eagles protesting a national anthem and had Zach Ertz kneeling. Yeah, I saw it was him praying before the game started and Zach Ertz called him out on it. And Fox News issued an apology statement to the Eagles and to Zach Ertz for falsely using his pictures. The interesting thing here is, again, here's here's two things. First off, no Eagles player ever kneeled for the National Anthem. Prior to what people think, the only protest was Malcolm Jenkins having his black power fist up and like players like Chris Long, Lane Johnson would put their arms around him. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only demonstration they did. No one ever kneeled. Secondly, this was done. The kneeling conversation was over. And then the NFL, I feel like, brought it back by introducing this policy. We had talked about it. And here we are again now with Trump attacking the NFL. The Eagles disinvited. They finally got the job done, and they're not going to go into the White House. Um, They decided to just make it another day and hashtag the new norm, they call it, had a OTA. Wentz is throwing again. They're saying he's going to be cleared for week one. So the, Trade Nick Foles. Yeah. Um, the Eagles have, you know, better things to attend to at the moment. What was interesting was Malcolm Jenkins' speech that you saw with, um, I don't know if you saw the interview yeah. of him mm-hmm. standing in front of his locker and they're asking him questions about it and he was just holding up stats about minorities in prison and poverty rates and stuff and a big sign that says you aren't listening to me and everyone's like are you gonna talk today and he, every time someone questioned about if he was gonna speak he just kept holding up a sign that said you're not listening hmm. so it has definitely been an interesting time to be a bird gang fan what do you think of all this rick as an outside source in this obviously me being an eagles fan i uh I understand both sides. I I think Trump is kind of in the wrong for just like uninvited the people that want to go because that's that's kind of that's kind of like bad. Because then he put it on the Eagles saying the the fan their fans deserve better. Their fans in Washington who are going to go deserve better. So let's do a military thing, which he did not know the words of "God bless America." Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I I think Trump is kind of in the wrong here. That kind of is in the wrong here. Um, I don't see this ending anytime soon. No, because um, the I conversation think, is back again. Well, not not just just the kneeling. I think just like the Trump attacking attacking the NFL. Yeah, because which again you, you we know, talked about in the last episode is how the NFL is apparently scared shitless of him. Oh yeah, because he has he has he has so much power that people will listen. I mean, people are obviously listening to him. And won't watch the NFL. And still won't watch the NFL. After week two, I'm, I'm predicting this. After week two, when players that don't want to stand for the for the national anthem stay in the locker room, and I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of them, they're just going to sit in the locker room, they're, they're not going to want to watch the NFL. No. Uh, call it racism, call it whatever you want. They're not going to watch the NFL just because they have so much pride for the American flag. Yep. It's going to be such a huge problem for them. So that's going to look very poorly for the NFL. Trump's going to tweet about it and yell about it. It's just once again, the NFL is becoming about everything but the game. So 
I think that's pretty much my opinion on it. It's, it's not good for either side. And it has never been good for either side because no one is winning. Yeah. No one is winning in this. It's, it's literally like two children just fighting over a toy. Exactly. But in the end, mom's going to come in and take the toy away and, and you them, both lose. And not even put them in timeout. They're just going to sit there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just oh, just sit there. great. All right, so now let's just start punching each other. So then that's pretty, yes, exactly. That's perfect. Yeah. That's exactly what's and happening. And it's just going to keep escalating and escalating. It's not, it's not the NFL organization as a whole. It's the NFL players that are punching back uh, against Trump. But, I mean, Trump is also throwing those baby punches as well. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of baby bull crap. Yeah. But let's move on to actual the actual game. Yeah, the actual game where this week came out that Julian Edelman has been suspended for four games for PD use. I'm assuming to help aid his recovery of yeah. his Achilles. Is it? No, not Achilles. Uh, what was his MCL? Something uh, like that. Yeah, whatever. Some, he tore, tore a ligament. But where does this leave the Pats? Are they in? Are they in trouble? Are they going to like become what? Like a eight and eight team? Are they going to be bad? Are they going to still be good underneath Tom Brady? I will say this. Edelman did not play. Well, how many games did he play last year? He 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 was out in the preseason. He didn't play a game. Where did the Patriots still end up? Super Bowl. But also saying that they've lost a lot of players. They, they have. They they've lost some of their D. They've lost some of their offense. Um, Brady's still not getting younger. He's still probably the best quarterback. Oh, no, he play still the game. is. I and I think that's their saving grace. He's not it's getting younger. Brady is there and Belichick is there. But the last time the Patriots lost their defensive coordinator, they didn't do well that the next they did okay. I think they, they made it to the playoffs, maybe uh to a divisional round. But they they didn't do well. Is that when they lost to the Jets? Yes. Yes, that is when they lost to the Jets. Can't wait. Can't Famous wait. Famous words from Bart Scott. <laughs> but uh that was the last time they, they lost a big part, which is their defensive coordinator. And that defense wasn't that great to start. It, it developed, though. It did develop it until Nikki develop. Six went off against it. But my point is, the Edelman thing is just another series of this domino effect right now. Since the offseason, where they've lost players, they've lost coaches, they almost lost their offensive coordinator as well. Which, if they lost their offensive coordinator, then they they would have been really... I, I think they would have been really in bad shape. Yeah. Not screwed. Bad shape. But bad shape for the Pats is a winning season. Yeah, because still, look at their division. Oh, yeah. The Jets are still kind of... They're a young and upcoming team, the Jets, but I don't think they're there yet. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. Yeah. And the Bills are the Bills. You know, I, I honestly think right now, if I had to order the teams that can maybe unseat New England, would probably be Buffalo because Buffalo did make the playoffs. And then I'd say the Jets, the Dolphins, or the Dolphins. Lost Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Lost Sue. You know, I think the Dolphins are plummeting towards a rebound. No, they got rid of Sue. They didn't lose Sue. They, they wanted a... That's uh, what I meant. Like he's, They wanted to change... Well, they, they traded both the players. Yeah. They wanted to change the attitude in the locker room. It's a, a Jai. That's why they sent a Jai to the Eagles. Yeah. So... Man, that paid off well for us. <laughs> yeah, for you guys. Not so much for them. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Pats they they it's gonna be interesting this year. It's almost gonna be like a developmental year, where they have a old quarterback, but they that's still the greatest of all time. Like I'm, that can't be denied ever. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. Uh, and that in my in, the way I'm looking at it, that just seems like that's the thing that they have going for them. Here are the four games he'll miss: home for Houston, week one. Houston with with a healthy Watson, that's trouble. That could be trouble. But I mean, they also lost game one of last year too. In Jacksonville, that could be trouble. In Detroit, mm, Patricia, that's interesting. Home for the fish, the Dolphins. I call them the fish. Yeah, you know, dude, dude, I know terminology. You, I know. You, you dingus. <laughs> uh, I mean, you muck. 
that that season with with what's going on with them right now could be two and two, even one and three, maybe. Matt, I, I, Matt, Matt, Matt Patricia. I mean, if he does something with that defense, that that's completely incredible. Then yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, he is he is a defensive guy. So I mean, if he's able to do something there, good for him. But I I never trust the Detroit Lions. That's like a. That is that's like that, playing is, Russian that is that is a franchise of sadness right there. Yeah, oh yes. So, I I I don't ever trust the Detroit Lions. So that's why I say two and two probably. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I mean Jacksonville, I mean they they sell Blake Bortles, um, and, and he showed defense. up. He showed up last year. I mean, yeah, obviously they're gonna ride that defense to the ground. That that defense overall, that defense overall should be better than the Legion of Boom. Yeah, and. Because they have it both on the line and in the backfield. Yeah, not just in the oh, secondary. Oh, not in the backfield, in the secondary. Like, on the line, I mean, that. I mean, Seattle defense for years had a good line. But, but this line, the Jacksonville this line. line is fucking good. And their secondary is fucking good. Ramsey, holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, I, we, Steelers played them twice last year. Once in the regular season, once in the playoffs. They blow us out twice. Jesus Christ, and we were such an offensive team. Yeah, uh, that, 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 uh, that um, divisional round da, 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 was da, da, wild. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then lastly, T.O. will be skipping his NFL Hall of Fame induction is going to host his own celebration. I'm such I'm, a T.O. move. That is such a T.O. move. And, and honestly, I respect that in a way because he's like sticking to his guns almost to beat for T.O. being T.O., I'm just curious, what the hell is a celebration gonna be? Because I'm, I'm, I'm hoping T.O. Yeah, will. I'm very interested. Hey, where's my invite? Yeah, right. But uh, I, I'm just hoping T.O. isn't on the second series of Broke for the thirty, the, for the thirty for thirty. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those ESPN documentaries. Because it just seems like he's he has the ability to spend money like no else, no one else. But I mean, he also made a ton of money in the NFL, so. Arguably one of the greatest wide receivers. Ever. I mean, if he wants to just throw his like own block party and receive his uh, jacket in the mail, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I always thought he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Most definitely. I will say this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> also, because I mean, you're, you're being celebrated. It's it's a day. I mean, you're not the only one. It's just your Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> you're being celebrated. I mean, maybe he's skipping because of these all these all these fucking rules that are going on. All the he he wasn't inducted first ballot or first yeah first ballot. But I mean, come on, man! It like, is I, the I, NFL I, Hall of Fame. I appreciate you sticking to your guns with your ego. Like that's in a way impressive. But come on, man, get a grip. Yeah, this is. I mean, this could just be publicity for him, and he'll eventually go. Once he realizes all he has funds for is a block party. But, I mean, come on, man. Bruh. Get get to that. You you need to be there, man. You seriously need to be there. So. I would love to hear his speech. Even even if it's a speech at, at the Hall of Fame or if a local newscast does a, does a thing for his speech. I don't know. Did he ever win a Super Bowl? T.O. No. Oh. Would you look at that? <laughs> Leads right into our questionable call. Uh, our questionable call with Ovechkin finally winning his cup after 14 years was one of the last vets in sports who you just really, really wanted to solidify his legacy and finally win a title. Uh, Rick, let's talk about some of the best athletes in sports to not win a championship in their sport. Uh, well, probably the... Probably the top one for me is Dan Marino. That's a very big one. I mean, he was he was he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in the NFL. He got to the Super Bowl in his rookie year, but never got back. I mean, Dan Marino is like amazing, but also he had some very low points. One, I mean, he never won a Super Bowl. Two, his last game was a complete blowout where he got pulled. Mm-hmm. Right, thanks, Jimmy Johnson. There. Uh, he, he's, he's for the highs. There's been a lot of lows. Well, yes and no. I mean, 
I would say there's more highs and lows with yes. the records that he had. Yes, definitely. I mean, some of them have been broken, but the records that he's had, I'm, I mean, I'm sure the Dolphins' records will never be broken because they can never find a freaking quarterback that's able to do anything. Good luck with Tannehill. But, <laughs> yeah, Jay Cutler last year. I was like, Bruh. that's that's a smart choice. That makes sense with the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I, I should eat my own words from that. But, I mean, Dan Marino is probably one of my top there. Do you have one? Uh, Carlton Fisk Ooh, had Boston. so many great moments with the Red Sox, but never got one. That is like an um, old classic. Movie. Yeah. There was a book. I hate it, and I argue it all the time. But it was a book that our good friend Jeff uh, Magliaschetti, who now actually is a beat writer for the New York Liberty, Ooh, congrats, Jeff. So you can check him out at JeffMags5490. He has a lot of great um, sports coverage. He read a book that argued that Carlton Fisk's waving the ball fair in the game six. Wait, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Series. Wait, wait, wait. Jeff wrote a book? Oh, no. not He he, he, um, I'm not, he read it in a book. Oh, read it. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, you, yeah. Said, you said wrote. I was um, like, oh, I, shit. I, I need ball. to pick that up. Yeah, no. Yeah, read a book. <laughs> he read in a book. That Carlton Fisk's waving the ball fair in Game Six of the 1975 World Series against the Cincinnati Reds is the most overrated moment in sports. Because mm. <laughs> did we win Game Seven? No. Remember the, the curse of the Bambino, the Red, the cursed Red Sox era. Um, but Fisk was a legendary player, Hall of Famer, you know, number retired with the Red Sox. I actually have a Carlton Fisk jersey. I might be wearing that tomorrow. Oh really? When um, I talk about later where we're going to be going. But I'd put Fisk. I'd also put, you got to put Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Definitely goes there. You could argue. Probably, if, probably the coolest player ever to never win a championship. I would definitely say that. And then lastly, it was hard because you think about the amount of legacies of 90s basketball players that were destroyed by Jordan. Reggie Miller. I mean, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, Carl Malone. There's so many players that you can throw into that mix who didn't win a championship because of Jordan. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna bring up Charles Barkley too, but Reggie Miller. I mean, he he is he was deserving one so bad. But I mean, he stuck to his guns and stuck with the Pacers when yeah. they weren't always the best team and. It sucks for Reggie Miller, but I mean, he's had a he had an amazing career, and he is honestly for basketball one of my favorite broad, uh, fa- fakes, favorite broadcasters. Oh, he's he's a great broadcaster. Yeah, he's I, he's I so good. Him. But uh, going back to Charles Barkley, one of the all time greatest defensive players, mm-hmm. and one of the one of my favorite hard nose hard nose players. Back when the NBA was physical, he was awesome. And never, never was able to win a championship. Chuck paid a fan of the Washington Wizards. I remember, I forget talking about the guy, but when we did the, you know, way back in the start of the podcast, I think it was the episode when we were talking about when Chris Christie was making fun of the guy at the Brewers game, called him a guy. I think you're a big shot. Yeah. Um, yeah about, we are talking about the one fan, I forget his name, from the Wizards, who was so notoriously bad. Um, he read Phil Jackson's biography to him during a game between the Bulls and the Wizards and sat right behind the opposing bench. Charles Barkley paid for his flight and his seats directly behind the Chicago Bulls bench when the Suns and the Bulls were playing each other and gave him a pair of dice to sit behind the Bulls bench and mock Jordan about his gambling problems. Oh my god. That is awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah, man. But how about current players in the league? In I all, like your all choice. I, like your I, choice. I, I told you about this before. Henrik Lundqvist. That, that's a good choice. I mean, he he is he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably. Well, I would yeah. say I'll say probably because I mean, he's not gonna win a Stanley Cup. I think he's like 39 now on on a. And the Rangers are in they're in rebuild mode. They're in rebuild mode. So, I mean, unless they unless they strike gold for something. Uh, Which they the are draft. the Rangers, they could. And they they could. could make some moves. They could know? make some moves. I mean, it'll probably with the, be with the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they'll make some moves. And 
they he the Rangers have traded Henrik Lundqvist for Steve Stamkos. I I yeah right. I hate the Rangers. So do I. But I respect the hell out of Henrik Lundqvist. Yes, I uh, complete as a Devils fan completely agree. He is with that he is a really amazing goalie and has done amazing things for the Rangers. He's he's brought them to a Stanley Cup. Wasn't yeah. able to win it, but he brought him to the Stanley Cup final. Got him to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they lost to the Devils. You know, he's taken the places. He has, yeah. And he and he's had talented teams around him. It's like he ran into the same issue the Devils did when the Devils beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then went on and to lose to Los Angeles. Those Kings teams were so good and so hot at the right time. Yeah, at times. The, the Rangers and the Devils both ran into the same fate of getting an extremely hot. And arguably, I will argue that Kings team that beat the Rangers was more talented than the Kings team that beat the Devils. Yeah. Well, because that Kings team had everyone plus Gabrick. Yeah. I, that, that is true. Like, I mean, Gabrick isn't that great anymore. Yeah. As we know, but, but he was still in his prime he when was. he went to the Kings. Yeah, but I mean, Henrik Lundqvist. If anyone was more deserving on, on the Rangers, at least, it'd be Henrik Lundqvist. Not even in the, in the, in, even in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I Probably. think he's next now. Now that Ovechkin's got his... I but I just I don't see it happening. And, and I don't see him leaving the Rangers because of his legacy with them. If, so even even but, if, even if the Rangers were to trade him, which is never going to happen, even if the Rangers get traded, he's still getting his number time. Yeah, hundred percent. His, his number is going to be hung up right next to Rick. Yep. Even though he didn't win a championship, he was so good for that organization. And he's so charitable. So I mean, Henrik Lundqvist is probably a current player for my in my eyes. That probably deserves it. You have, do you have a, a current player right now that is kind of deserving of a championship in any in any league, not just the NHL? Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, that's I I agree. I, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think about that before, but yes, yes, definitely Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Trying to pick a current player, Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, yeah, I agree. He he definitely is deserving of a championship. But again, is now on a rebuilding Cardinals team. Yes, and he's probably retiring Same thing, next year. Got to the Super Bowl, lost to the Steelers. Yep. With uh, when they had Kurt Warner. <laughs> yeah, that was like a. That was a great game too. The James that was a Harrison great game. Run back, San Antonio Holmes. Greatest defensive play ever in a uh, Super Bowl. Like Super Bowl. Yeah. My opinion, but people would also argue that with me. Well. See, I would argue Brandon Graham tripping Brady, but well, that's a little. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are a little biases, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. If you've been listening to us for 29 episodes now, you've more than definitely figured out our biases. <laughs> True. Well, 28. This is our 29. Yeah. Um, Get it right! God! So, um, that was our questionable call. You can give us your answers at the wide open underscore sports Twitter feed. Tell us what you think. Let's get into the final drive. And, Rick, it is nearly here. And I am so excited. We are six days away from the World Cup. Can't wait to not watch America. Um, but uh, I've kind of been having a story leading up to the World Cup the entire time. Um, Ghanaian Soccer Federation, which is the governing body of Ghana's national team, is literally being liquidated and completely torn apart and non-existent by their government after a Ghanaian ref was caught in a probe on camera accepting a $600 bribe from a man who was posing as a journalist but was really part of the government. The ref was Adele Range Marwa, who was assigned to ref the World Cup. FIFA! FIFA! Wait a minute, FIFA's corrupt? No one saw that coming. What? <laughs> so um, he resigned, so he will no longer be wrapping the World Cup. <laughs> but speaking of reg- resignations, Brian Colangelo resigns as the Sixers GM after his wife admits to burner accounts. Oh boy. Women. I'll tell Am you. I right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's disclaimer, we, disclaimer and we love social women. media disclaimer we love women sorry yeah. that was a bad joke sorry disclaimer. everybody disclaimer oh god 
Um, Red, a Red Sox field invader got run over by Fenway Park security. He literally got blindsided. That video was awesome. He got hit like Brandon Graham hitting Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's gonna be on like one of those greatest com like completions of video of uh, fans charging the field. field. And he just, like, got shit happening to him. I, I think a Chris Tucker in the background. You got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, right. <laughs> He got laid out. Uh, why don't you get this next baseball one? Yeah, 36-year-old Bridget DePriest arrested for breaking into Kaufman Field at 4.30 in the morning and starts a fire in the Royals' outfield. Listen, Her mugshot, she looked like she may have done a smidge of cocaine. And I, I understand that the Royals aren't the best team right now. They're not the World Series quality like they were. But sorry, a fire is a little extreme to show off your disappointment. Yeah. Come on, lady. Come or, on. Or maybe she was doing some type of secret ritual to bring them back to life. Yeah, right. Who knows? Uh, the XFL has a commish. Yes, sir. Oliver Luck, former NFL quarterback. Now, if Andrew Luck does not work out in the NFL with the Colts and he keeps getting injured, do you see Andrew Luck in the XFL? No. Get out of here with that crap. But uh, he's leaving his uh, NCAA position to become the commissioner of the XFL. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Let's see what he does. Maybe, maybe he's a little bit better than Roger. And speaking of a new commission, Ernie Stewart has been named the general manager of U.S. soccer. You probably know more about that. I don't know that. Name. So he was a former U.S. player um, back from the 90s. It'll be interesting to see where we go from here as U.S. soccer has, needs a lot of help. They beat Bolivia 3-0 on Memorial Day in a friendly, and then they played Ireland in a match of two teams who missed the World Cup in heartbreaking fashion. Obviously, everyone knows America's story, losing to Trinidad. And Ireland was playing in a playoff game against Denmark in Ireland and scored in the first minute. And then Tottenham's own Christian Eriksen tees off for a hat trick and defeats Ireland 5-2 since Denmark to the World Cup, Ireland goes home. And Ireland beat the United States 2-1 on the last second play. And the United States does not look that bad. They're playing a lot of their teenagers and younger kids. Yeah, they look bad. They're not even in the fucking World Cup. Well, this new team. Let me put it this way. The new okay. team. The new team does not look that bad. Yeah, let's see what happens in four years. We'll see what happens to we'll see what happens tomorrow when they play France. Yeah. Uh, for the there'll be France's final warm-up. I have a feeling we'll be seeing one or two of Antoine Griezmann's L dance celebrations. Good for them. So we'll see what happens there. BattleBots are back on the Discovery Channel. Yeah, I love BattleBots. That was such a cool thing. I, I mean, to, I don't know. Is this a sport? I mean, kind of. It's kind of just I like machine. It. It's cool. It's kind of like if machine we, MMA. If we talk about the e games and esports, we can talk about BattleBots. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I agree. Good point, good point. What you got next? Uh, and a big shout-out to this game that I started playing. Um, it's called QB54. It was this guy that used to play a game with his brother. He, like, explained the whole story. He came to my school. He... The game is basically played. You saw it. You take, like, a chair that you would take, a fold-out chair you take to, like, tailgate a concert or to watch your kid's uh, soccer game on the sideline. And what he did is he put a bucket underneath where the seat is and put field goal posts where the back the headrest would be and it's can jam for football so you throw it like in can jam if you hit the chair it's worth three points if you throw it in the bucket it counts for six points and if you throw it in the bucket you get to kick an extra point through the field goal and if you make it it's obviously worth one point and if you're kicking an extra point and if it goes in the bucket when you're kicking the extra point, you automatically win. Like can jam if you go through the slot. Uh, was really, is it, is it really like a like awesome a straight game. shot? Is it like a straight shot into the bucket, or is it like can you bounce it off? Doesn't matter if it goes in, it goes in. Ooh. And it was a lot of fun. I, I played it in during my preps um, with some of my students today, uh, with another one of the gym teachers, and it was a lot of fun. So definitely go check it out. That's QB54, and the best part is out of it you still get a chair because the field goal post from collapses and you can put a flap over the bucket to make like an actual chair should have told the guy to sponsor us yeah get, get it get a discount code yo pretty please yeah, yeah you, 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 you dropped the ball there feds you dropped yeah. the ball there um could have used it tomorrow 
Yeah, right. Tomorrow, me, me, Feds, and a bunch of my other friends are going to see the legend himself, Tim Tebow, play some baseball. Yes. At at the Trend Thunder. So that'll and be. And Jonas fun. Cespedes will be making a rehab assignment there. Yeah, hopefully he hits some knockers out of the park. That'll be cool. A few dingos. But yeah, can't wait to see Timmy T play baseball. Definitely wearing my Mets jersey tomorrow. Definitely wearing my Carlton Fisk Red Sox jersey with a sign that says Phil 413 or John 316. Yeah, okay. All right, man. Well, that's it for us. Thank you guys for watching again. You can follow us on uh, at WideOpen underscore sports on Twitter. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And be on the lookout for Tuesday because Tuesday we're going to have our World Cup preview show up. There we go, man. All right, I'm Rick. I am Fed. Adios. Good night, America. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.